In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tuum liarbus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostre. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Brethren in Christ, laudetu Jesus Christus in secula. This is Timothy Flanders at the Meaning of Catholic. Jesus is King. Welcome to the Lent Spiritual Reading Challenge, where we comment on challenging the trad communio spectrum. So we've chosen two different works to challenge Catholics of all stripes, Orthodox Catholics, in the spectrum of these controversies, especially in the Roman Rite. And so we'll comment on that today, and we'll talk about what's going long-term with the apostolate. Our apostolate is dedicated to uniting Catholics against the enemies of Holy Church. So we seek to penetrate the issues that are upon us, especially in the Roman Rite. And um, that is what we'll talk about today with Thomas Akempis and Cardinal Sarah. Uh, coming up next on the Guild Family Stream... Bishops against bishops. We will have a systematic review of a number of different issues stretching back decades, really going back to Cardinal Casper versus Cardinal Ratzinger under uh, the pontificate of St. John Paul II. But ha it has heated up in the really in the past week uh, with McElroy versus Paprocki. Uh, Bishop Barron has been involved uh, in the in a piece back in January. We'll discuss that. So we're going to go into all that, and I want to emphasize that this apostolate is it is a lay apostolate, which really, on the, the front facing, we don't really cover these sort of controversies. That's not really what we do, because what we, what we do is we call people to a higher, uh, we try to use the internet to connect Catholics to a higher practice of their faith so that we can deal with these things properly because the the controversies that are upon us cannot be dealt with and the, i'm going to read a quote here actually from cardinal sarah that really penetrates the issues that we have today with social media and the internet is that we need to be doing penance and prayer before we can even deal with these things and that's why at meaning of catholic we don't really deal with these controversy controversial issues except in the guild family stream because the guild family stream is people who are a part of the guild who have invested, they've made a commitment to this apostolate. They've made a commitment of prayer. You, uh, a requirement of the, of the guild is to daily invoke our patrons who are three laymen. First of all, the greatest lay woman, Our Lady, of course, Our Lady of Victory and Mary, Queen of the Home, and then St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church. Obviously, the, the two model lay people our Lady and St. Joseph, but then also St. Anthony of the Desert. That's our, our sodality that we have that is really the spiritual core of meaning of Catholic is St. Anthony of the Desert. So these this is our lay apostolate. So we are trying to call Catholics in this apostolate to a higher practice of their faith so that we can deal with this sort of controversy and we can deal with it piously as Catholics through prayer and penance. And that's really the base requirement. So this is why at Meaning of Catholic in, in our external in our external forum, that is the, these public shows, we start with this sort of thing because 
we want to challenge you. We want to challenge you to be serious about your faith. And we can deal with all the controversial, spicy things, so-called. And we do that within our guild. So if you want to join the guild and you want to discuss these, these difficult matters, we ask you to make a commitment of daily prayer and financial support to the, the apostolate. We've had a struggle trying to expand over the past year. We need your financial support. And as always, if you can't afford $5 a month or more, you can, we can always give you free membership because it is a guild. So it's meant to support the apostolate, but also support other all of, of the other guild members. So we support each other. And the daily prayer is not only for the apostolate, but also for the guild members. So it's the intention of the apostolate as well as the guild members. So you can go to meaningofcatholic.com slash register or slash donate to make a financial contribution. You can also go to patreon.com slash meaningofcatholic. So let's talk the Lent spiritual challenge. Now, the Lent spiritual reading challenge is a challenge to trads and a cha challenge to communio Catholics. Now, when I say communio Catholics, that's the term that I've been using lately, just, just sort of describe um, Catholics who are have been raised in the new rite of mass, for example. They've been raised on uh, Cardinal Rasker, Pope Benedict. They've been raised to admire St. John Paul II. Uh, so when I say communia, I'm talking about the journal communio. Communio is the journal, theological journal that was founded by um, then priest, Father Ratzinger, Joseph Ratzinger, but it, especially Henri de Lubach. You, you've probably heard of Henri de Lubach and um, Hans Urs von Balsazar. Carol Wojtyla was, uh, he was a, a bishop at the time, Bishop Wojtyla. He was a, also a part of Communio. Communio represents that sort of conservative wing of Vatican II. Um, so that's what I mean by Communio Catholic. It's just a term used to denote different parties um, I know when I when I had this on Ash Wednesday, there were comments of, of being offended by these terms. These terms are simply ways to demarcate the way different Catholics have been raised. And uh, if you read my book, City of God versus City of Man, we discuss more in the depths of, of these different controversies. So to ch the challenge to communio Catholics, uh, to Catholics who attend the new rite of mass, is to read the Latin Mass Missal during Lent. That's our challenge. Um, because many Catholics who critique the trad movement, uh, it seems, and I know this for certain in some cases, that some of these Catholics have never really attended the Latin Mass regularly. Um, and that's something that we challenge you. If you really want to be a part of that controversy, I challenge you to go to the Latin Mass regularly. And what I mean by regularly is at least six months straight, six months straight going every single Sunday to the Latin Mass. And the reason is because once you go to the Latin Mass and you experience the Latin Mass, you will then be able to speak the spiritual language of the Latin Mass. And then you can enter the controversy, enter the debate, if you so choose, with knowledge. And I, I'm afraid that some of the critics of the trads do not have a, a really a, an experiential knowledge of this. And if you can't actually attend the Latin Mass, then we challenge you to read the Latin Missal. And I, I want to tell you this, tell you a story um, to illustrate what I mean by this. Um, because I'm speaking from experience here. I, I have attended the Latin Mass regularly for years, and I've also attended the, the New Rite regular for years. So I, I am speaking from experience. I'm not trying to 
um, but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to speak from from knowledge here. But my experience actually with uh, the new rite of mass, uh, the Latin mass, let me tell you a story of, of years ago when I was um, not a Catholic. Uh, I was a Protestant and I was into a lot of the social justice warrior sort of issues. I was into a thing called liberation theology, which is basically like a Marxist version of the gospel. It, it's very the, the main thing is that it's very this worldly. It's very concerned with things in this world and not almost concerned at all with otherworldly things, i.e. the four last things, death, judgment, heaven and hell. And this is this is what Thomas Akempis gives us, and I'll return to that in a minute. But when I was into those things, I first started started praying the Liturgy of the Hours. So the Liturgy of the Hours is um, the divine office according to the uh, the reforms of the new rite of mass and the new ritual of the divine office. And so when I was into all these sort of this worldly ideas as a Christian, I was a pious Christian, but I was corrupted with a lot of these different ideas. And when I first started reading the, the liturgy of the hours, it, it sort of felt at home to me because there was a lot of concerns in that translation, especially, but also in the new rite of mass about this world, about the gospel itself is kind of the whole point of the gospel is just to help you love your neighbor and feed the poor. And obviously, those are critical portions of that. We just heard from the gospel in the Latin mass of the sheep and the goats this past Monday. Monday in the first full week of Lent speaks of the sheep and the goats. So you will go to hell if you don't feed the poor, period, full stop. So obviously, that's critical. But what I noticed was that I was in this sort of social justice warrior mindset. And when I started reading and praying the old breviary, so i.e. the Latin Mass, so all these prayers that are in the Latin Mass, the collects from the Latin Mass, I found I, I was really uncomfortable. I, I was I was thinking to myself, wow, th these prayers are so otherworldly. They're so concerned with the life to come. Why is this? It's It seemed weird to me at first because I was a Protestant coming in through Eastern Orthodoxy and whatnot. But this is this is the sort of experience that you can have when you actually read these old prayers. One of the things that we'll, we'll talk about uh, maybe next week is um, the ways that the Latin Mass brings things that have been lost. And in the new Mass, even in the, the rituals and in the texts of the new Mass, so even in the texts of the new Mass, we, we've lost certain things and there's been suppressions of various things that are offensive to modern man. So this is an example of trying to explain to Catholics who might be critical of trads or might not understand why trads are so uh, you know, fussy about the Latin mass or, or why trads cannot accept a, they can't accept as a solution, shall we say, they can't accept as a solution, um, merely a reverently, so reverently celebrated new rite of mass. And the reason is because the Latin mass contains certain things. We talked about this last week. Um, the new rite of mass only has 13% of the old prayers contained in the new rite unchanged. So that's a serious issue, especially when we look at these different things about otherworldliness. So the Lent spiritual reading challenge includes Thomas Akempis and he, the new book from Tan Books that was put out, and it's called Meditations on Death. And that is the, uh, the work of Thomas Akempis. It's a new work that came out um, that was translated by Tan. So we thank Tan for bringing that out. 
Um, and that's what we're reading through a spiritual reading. So we challenge uh, the communio Catholics to read Thomas Kempis Meditations on Death. One of the recent meditations from him was to say that um, when we are faced with any decision, we must think about that in the light of eternity. We must think about the final the final judgment. And we talked about how the final judgment, thinking about the four last things, help us helps us make decisions in our lives, helps us avoid temptations. It's a very effective means of combating these things. And that's why we say memento mori. Shout out to the paleocrat. Uh, the paleocrat diaries is, is one of their models. So it's a, a challenge because there, there is a lot of this worldliness contained in, unfortunately, a lot of the Catholic culture that exists outside the Latin mass. Now, obviously, there's a lot of good, right, new, right Catholics who are preaching this because, um, you know, 10 books brings out this, this great text of meditations on death. But um, unfortunately, even in the, the, the text themselves, there is a this worldliness that comes out. And you can see that when you actually read that. That's why we challenge communal Catholics to read the Latin Mass Missal, read Thomas Akempis. Now, let's get to the challenge to the trads. Now, this is the book that we've we have here. This is the let me put it up to the screen here. Um, so here's here's the book Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship of Noise. This is the book that we challenge trads to read, and the reason is because Cardinal Sarah is. A, a bona fide Vatican II prelate. And this is something that the trads, uh, you know, might find uncomfortable. And I mentioned last week that he quotes St. Paul VI. But this is a, is a great challenge to trads to really, uh, for trads to really uh, stretch their intellectual uh, preconceptions and to really challenge them. And somebody uh, commented last week, why, why should we read these modern books? Um, I'll just stick to the books of the saints. Well, that is obviously a good attitude. Absolutely. But if we take that too far, it becomes an Eastern Orthodox attitude. And what I mean by that is that the Eastern Orthodox have, they have their saints, we have our saints, and they have their old canons that came, have been passed down, and they zealously guard these. But we have to zealously guard the tradition, but we also have to face modern issues and we have to deal with them according to the same principles that have been passed down to us. But the, the problem is that Thomas Akempis, he never dealt with the evils of social media. So he didn't have anything to say about social media, obviously. And what the, I'm going to read a quote in just a minute from Cardinal Sarah that is very powerful in that, and this is exactly what I said in the beginning here, is that we really need to deal with these issues with the seriousness that they deserve. We cannot deal with these issues with just memes. We can't just throw a meme out to deal with a complicated uh, church issue, a complicated spiritual issue or doctrinal issue. We can't just throw out a meme. I mean, a meme has a purpose because in that it, you know, it can it can have serve a point, but. You know, we can get just stuck in this cycle of social media and likes and all this nonsense and lose the 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 penetrating analysis that we have to do for these different issues. So that is why I challenge trads to read Cardinal Sarah's book, Silence, because it will really, really challenge you uh, in in 
many of the trad conceptions. I, I think that I, I mean, I am a trad. And one of the things that I say as a trad is that trads need to really up their game. We need really, really need to be truly traditional in the type of penetrated analysis of St. Thomas Aquinas, for example, of, of the people, the heroes that, that we as trads um, hold on to and say that these are our heroes. These are, you know, somebody like Gary Goulagrange. These are our heroes as trads. And they did not settle for a superficial critique of an issue. And that's what I think trads can sometimes get into if, if we're if we're too obsessed with sort of a, a social media type trad, uh, a social media type tradism. Um, we're not going to get into a deeper analysis that's more uh, nuanced and really more closer to the truth. Uh, and this is what I want to this is why I, ch I challenge trads to read this book is because this is a bona fide Vatican II prelate and his book is filled with otherworldly wisdom. So without further comment, let's get into, I'm just going to read this quote. It's a little lengthy quote, but this is going to give you a flavor of just how powerful this text really is. So Cardinal Seraph, quoting from Silence, um, The Power of Silence, page 37. Quote, Nowadays, facile speech and the popularized image are the teachers of many lives. I have the sense that modern man does not know how to stop the uninterrupted flood of sententious, falsely moralizing speech and the bulimic need for corrupt icons. Silent lips seem impossible for people in the West, but the media also tempt African, African and Asian societies by driving them to lose themselves in a superabundant jungle of words, images, and noises. The glowing screens need gargantuan diets in order to distract mankind and destroy consciences. Keeping quiet has the appearance of being a weakness, a sort of ignorance or lack of will. In the modern system, the silent person becomes someone who does not know how to defend himself. He is subhuman. Conversely, the so-called strong man is full of words. He crushes and drowns the others in the floods of his speeches. The silent man is no longer a sign of contradiction. He is a just one man too many. Noise has acquired the nobility that silence once possessed. I will never stop thanking the good holy priests who generously give their whole lives for the kingdom of God. But I will untiringly denounce those who are unfaithful to the promises of their ordination. These clerics consider God's thinking about conjugal life to be an evangelical ideal. Marriage is no longer required, willed by, a requirement willed by God, modeled and manifested in the nuptial bond between Christ and the church. Some theologians in their presumptuousness and arrogance go so far as to assert personal opinions that are difficult to reconcile with revelation, tradition, the centuries-old magisterium of the church, and the teaching of Christ. Thus, highly empathized by the blaring media, they go so far as to dispute God's design. And that is going to be the subject of our Guild Family Stream, is, is precisely this sort of thing. Now, now notice what Cardinal Sarah, he, now he quotes Paul VI. Have we not arrived at the fulfillment of the prophetic words of Paul VI, quoted by Jean Giton in his book, Paul VI Secret? Now, here's no, no, this is the quote from Paul VI here. Quote Paul VI There is a great turmoil at this time in the world and in the church, and what is in dispute is the faith. What strikes me when I look at the Catholic world 
is that within Catholicism, a sort of non-Catholic thought seems to predominate sometimes, and it may happen tomorrow that this non-Catholic thought will become the strongest within Catholicism. But it will never represent the mind of the church. A tiny little flock has to continue in existence, however small it may be. End quote, end quote of Paul VI, end quote of Cardinal Sarah. So that is really a prophetic utterance of Paul VI and you know, again, trads, ha we have criticisms of Paul VI, and I think many of them are justified, but uh, such an utterance of Paul VI certainly has come true, um, in that there is a non-Catholic attitude that is pervading the church, and there is a remnant of faithful Catholics, and that is the, uh, the Catholics who are fighting for the faith. But in order to fight for the faith, we have to unite Catholics against the enemies of Holy Church. And that's the whole purpose of this apostolate. And that's why we ask you to join us, to join the guild, to join to help this apostolate. So you can financially support us. Like I said, the requirements to enter the guild are daily invoking our patrons for the intentions of the apostolate and the, the needs of guild members and to financially support the apostolate. But if you can't afford it, once again, you, we can always give you free membership. So patreon.com slash meaning of Catholic. So let's get into our uh, Guild family stream. That'll be uh, rolling in just a minute, but let's offer all this to Our Lady. In the name of the Father, in nomine Patris. Let's see. Okay, here. In nomine Patris, et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Mary, Queen of the Home, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Joseph, Patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. Anthony of the Desert, pray for all clergy and seminarians. In nomine Patris, et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Jesus is King. Amen. 